settling is not an option for me. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? Because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today, we are getting back to business. We are talking all things sales and money and mindset and personal development and just everything that it takes to run a successful business, to become a successful entrepreneur, coach, speaker, all the things. And I absolutely love this conversation. I am chatting today with Nicole Robertson from Australia. Well, actually, I'm talking to her right now from Croatia because she is currently living all over the world. That was one of her biggest goals when starting her entrepreneurship journey. She really wanted to be location independent and be free to be wherever, whenever. And she has done nine countries in the last nine months. I have barely even made it to the grocery store nine times in the last nine months. And that's neither here nor there. But my point is, is that she is amazing. And Nicole is also the host of The Spill podcast, which I did an interview for like for that podcast on October 12th. So a couple of weeks ago, I did an episode talking really all about my own entrepreneurship journey and sharing my brands and my purposes and my passions and the things that I really enjoy and really got into a pretty insightful and value-packed conversation again about business but that focus was more on me so if you did want to listen to that episode her podcast is specifically titled The Spill with Nick and Beck so it'd be The Spill with N-I-C and B-E-C and that's how it comes up. It doesn't come up if I just search the spill. There's a couple other things that come up first. So type in the full title and you will see it. But in any case, aside from living a very cool, lavish life and having a podcast, Nicole has a very deep-seated passion to just help women the same way that I do here on For the Girls. And she really aims to help women take control of their life live to their highest potential, not only in business, but also in personal growth. So she really teaches all these basic principles and the fundamentals of what it takes to just accelerate yourself, accelerate your life. She has spoken on tons of stages of up to 2,000 people around the world. Yes, including all these amazing countries that she's been to between Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Malaysia, just everywhere and so yeah she also has two six-figure businesses so far so she's got a lot going on a lot coming up and I think this episode will give you tons of insight on how she does it all so let's get into it but before we do just a couple little heads up I'm not going to do the Dear Victoria segment at the end of this episode only because this is a really long interview and I Don't want it to get like lost in the sauce. So we'll get back to Dear Victoria next week. I have a really good one coming up that I can't wait to share. And also because this episode is really long, I don't want to throw my ad in the mix and get all lost as well. So if you guys are looking for private coaching, whether it be confidence coaching or business coaching, the link to that is in the show notes and it's also in my social media bio. I highly recommend working with me one-on-one. It has been amazing. I have tons of testimonials on my Instagram highlights. So check that out if you've been thinking about it. And also 
if you are not really ready to make that much of a commitment, if you're not ready to invest into private coaching every week over the next few months, then you should certainly sign up for my texting platform, the Confidence Club, which is only $9.99 US dollars per month where I send voice notes and personal development resources and whatnot at a super, 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 super low affordable rate, literally $10 a month for you to get some exclusive little mini episodes of For the Girls podcast, for you to have access to our private Facebook group. And the link to that is also in the show notes. So you got two really cool options to work with me outside of my social media content. And I highly recommend checking it out. Now let's get into the episode. Okay, everybody, please give a warm welcome to Nicole, who I am so excited to chat with. I recently just did a podcast episode with her on The Spill, and now we're going to get into her journey, and I think that you guys are going to love this. So Nick, welcome. Introduce yourself. Hello, ladies, and hello, Victoria. Thank you for having me. I um. I'm excited for this because your chat on our podcast, The Spill, was incredible. I've had so much feedback and it's just so fun when you get to go back and forth with like-minded women. I don't think there's, I mean, having a wine and having those kind of conversations is my favourite thing to do. I'm having a cup of tea right now, though. I have not, <laughs> I have not opted for the wine today. Maybe <laughs> later. Maybe later. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as you said, my name is Nick. Uh, you know, I run a couple of businesses. I work with women. I've worked with women day in, day out for the last eight years. And I've got a feeling the women listening into this call are probably similar to you and I, you know, they're ready to unlock more potential. They want to earn more money for whatever reason that is. We all have our own reasons as to why that needs to be important for us and in our life. And uh, yeah, I've had experience of 15 years in business. I was fortunate to uh, not take kind of the traditional uh, pathway, the predictable pathway. You know, I'm someone who never went to university, doesn't have the piece of paper, um, went into the real world really quick because I just wanted to learn what you need to learn and find the people that you need to find, you know, to kind of teach you the ropes. And I was fortunate to do that over the last 15 years. Um, and yeah, I mean, I can tell you whatever you would love to ask and whatever you want to know about. Otherwise I'll probably just keep rambling. Yeah. Well, well, first things first is that obviously I mainly just had my first conversation with you a couple of weeks ago mm. and I was so impressed by you off the bat, how you're from Australia, but you live in Croatia. Yeah. At the moment. Yes. Right. And you had lived in a bunch of different countries, which I'm going to have you explain, um, you know, over the past year. And so before we get into everything, you know, the nitty gritty of this conversation, one thing that really stood out to me about you and just your work was how you mentioned your guiding principles and mm -hmm. you have a bunch of them. And one of those principles that really is like the foundation to your life and to your business and your ventures and just what you do is your location independence and your time flexibility. So mm -hmm. I know that we're going to get into more to explain really just the fundamentals of business and where these principles even play into your life. But I want you to share a little bit more of your personal life as far as the location and time flexibility. Like, 
what has that travel been like for you? Was that always like a dream? Yeah, it is. And you know what? Thank you for saying that as well, because sometimes it's you normalize things and whatever you normalize, you tend to not recognize. Mm -hmm. So it's really normal for me to pick up a bag or go, where do we want to be next month? Or where do we want to be at the start of next year? Where will we spend New Year's? Okay, when do we want to go check out Spain? When do we want to shoot back to Australia and then come back over? And then, you know, like that's just, it's such a normal conversation, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that 15 years ago when I was dreaming of it. Um, You know, so for me, it was working out and I I worked out at a really young age um, to listen to that gut feeling, but then also to act on it. So like I said before, I mean, I didn't take the predictable path. There was something in me that knew mortgaging my future on an interest wasn't really the way for me to go. Mm. Um, And so I kind of went in and out of study very quickly and just stepped into the real world, like I said. And I was super fortunate to get around business coaching. So I worked in the business coaching space for nearly five years. And so if you can imagine like every day I'm speaking with entrepreneurs and business owners and I'm seeing what they're creating, but I'm also seeing what they're going through. I'm seeing like the risk. I'm seeing the stress I'm seeing, you know, on one end of the scale, some of them have money and options and time and location independence. And on the other end of the scale, you know, suffering relationships, suffering health, you know, crippling stress, like that's business. You've got both ends of the scale. But for me, it was knowing that restriction didn't feel good. Right. And and some of you listening in, maybe you understand that maybe you're in a nine to five and there's nothing wrong with that either. We need people in jobs to execute on the, the ideas that we have. But for me, it was like, this doesn't feel right. What do you mean I need to come back into the office at 5.30 to do a report on the day? Like I'm done. I'm hitting the targets. I'm doing the job. This seems really odd for me. That feeling of like restriction and suffocation just came up for me. So I kind of knew at a young age that I need to step into my own business because having your own business, especially for women, I believe is one of the best pathways you can take because you're never capped. There is no cap. There is no ceiling. There is, that's where you create flexibility. That's where you create abundance, whether it's with money, whether it's with time, whether it's with choice. So I knew I had to go down that path. And I remember as a young girl, I would I would like, okay, I need to be living six months of the year somewhere and six months back in Australia. That was like planted in me. Like I just knew that that was my vision. And who would know that 10 years later that this would just be my normal life, that, you know, my partner and I were left Australia in December because, you know, a lot of stuff was going on in the world or the shit show we've been dealing with and we were done with it. But like this is, we don't have to keep doing this. You know, I can earn income from anywhere in the world. Every single week I have income that is generated. And that's probably one of the things that if you're listening in, if there's anything that you can do before this year ends is create income that's independent of your location. You need to get a cash flow engine outside of what time you put in or where you put it in. And we'll go through that. That takes time to build and there's things you have to understand. But I'm so glad that I understood that concept. And when I understood the concept, I could then change my thoughts, change my questions, learn the skills I needed to learn. And yeah, the last nine months, I think we've been to nine countries, right? And, I, you know, and it's just, it's it's such a cool thing to experience different countries and cultures. And I think it's the best way to even just develop yourself, your communication, see how other people live, see 
how like a world outside of the world you know actually operates. Where else do you do that, right? It's like lifting that lid and going, well, why can't I do that? If she's doing it, which I am, I'm your proof, then you just need to work it out. Like if that's what you want, there's just pieces that you need to learn, pieces that you've got to put in place. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been incredible. And we continue, a lot of people, when we go out, a lot of people are like, so are you guys holidaying? We're like, no, this is like, this is just life. Yeah. This is our life. Like, you know, we'll go to a cafe. We'll no, this is just a stop. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is crazy. And, you know, I've got to, I've got to definitely sit in a lot of gratitude every day because as I said, when you start normalizing things, you tend not to recognize them because that's just your level of normal has changed. It's maybe gone up to what used to be your dream. And then you have different dreams. They go bigger and then you reach those ones and they become normal. But so important, just never, ever to skip out on the gratitude each time and each level you go up. Gratitude is at the forefront of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that until you develop a true sense of what gratitude even is or how it should feel Mm -hmm. or what it should look like, not that it should look like anything in particular, but it should really come from a place of like actually having the mindset of like focusing on what you do have, getting, you know, watching your words in the sense of saying things like I get to do this. And, mm-hmm. you know, so many people live a life of things where they're constantly saying that they have to do, mm-hmm. or they're constantly focused on the things that they don't have. Like I could tell you right now, there will be listeners listening to you that, don't even hear it in a positive way because it's, it comes from a place of lack for them. And mm-hmm. it's like, she gets to, you know, travel and do all this. And I, you know, and, and I don't, it's a subconscious thing that people really don't have everyday gratitude instilled in them. So these subconscious thoughts that come up are often from a place of lack and like mm-hmm. what someone has that they don't or what they have to do versus what somebody else gets to do, to do. And yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you said, starting this, you were like, this isn't what I thought 15 years ago. Like this is, you know, 15 years ago, I, you know, was trying to go to school and then I left school. Then I was trying to get regular jobs. And then I, you know, didn't like the job. And like now today, that's your current reality after, Mm -hmm. you know, over a decade of doing other things first. So I think that, you know, people always have to remember that there's a journey and that there was a starting point and that, you know, you, you get to where you are now by doing, you know, actually, I think I said this to you on your episode, when you asked me, what's like one of my favorite pieces of advice. And it's like, what I was about to say was you do what you do now because of what you did. And you don't do the do until you do the did first. So because you did all the things that you've done, um, now you get to live like this. And that's, you know, there's so much gratitude in that. Mm. Can I just say to that as well, because you've brought up a really good point. Ladies, you can't skip the parts Mm -hmm. as much as you want to shortcut things, as much as you want to do, you can't skip the parts, which means you can't even skip the pain. There's going to be painful parts in the process. That is just part of it. But every time you get into comparison, you just give your power away every single time. And when you're in that lack state that you're talking about, Victoria, it's 
you know this, whatever you focus on, you experience more of. So whenever you're coming from lack, like, well, it's all right for her, but I can't because of this. Or, yeah, well, they started in that position. Or, you know, yeah, but she's this and whatever it is. Then you just get more of that. The universe has a really funny way of showing you continually what you're focusing on. And when you're putting out mixed vibes of this is really what I want, but then subconsciously you're going, oh, it's all right for them, or you're feeling like you're lesser than, or um, that you're, you know, even not happy for someone else receiving that, that's not clear. It's not clear. Like all of that's fucking up your flow, all of it. It's creating friction with what you actually want. I love what you said about um, what you focus on, like something I can't, I, I don't want to mess up your quote, but you said what you focus on is kind of like what comes to fruition in a way. Um, it's like where your energy goes, your flow goes, you know, the whole thing. And I just don't think people understand that enough. And even down to surface level things, like even if you're just insecure about your weight, like people don't see that until you hyper fixate on that so you know those people who every, like say just saying that there's always like that one person who has the best personality but they're like maybe not the most conventionally attractive and everyone loves them because they just have the best personality no one's going around talking about that they're ugly or unattractive or even overweight no one's talking about that they're talking about how this person is kind and funny and, you know, just such a great person to be around because their focus and energy is all on their strengths and their positivity. And, you know, I don't even want to give that example to sound so shallow, but it's true. Like, you know, that when you just have that friend that people are like, yeah, like, you know, he, maybe I wouldn't be into him, but he has the best personality, like, because no one, no one is focused on, the weakness or the lack they're focused on the strength and the abundance, which is all in that amazing personality. And, you know, it goes into business as well. And it just goes into your career in general. And, you know, it's so easy to say what you can't do or what you don't have. And then what happens is that becomes that that totally manifests as the trajectory of your life for the rest of your life. That becomes the rest of your life. The rest of your life will be settling for the mediocre job, you know, having the okay income. If you tell yourself, I can't start a business and I can't have, you know, a generating uh, revenue that even if I'm on, you know, autopilot mode, like it just doesn't happen. That's just not my life. It doesn't work like that for me. So then, yeah, that's literally what you're going to see for the rest of your life. Because like you said, you're, you're fucking up the flow. Like you're all focused on the negative stuff. So that's exactly it. So I, I love that you um said that. Um, okay. Now, one thing that I love that you in particular said, um, you know, we listen to so many business coaches, like you said, from the beginning of, of life, practically one thing that you, that stood out to me about what you say is the four fundamentals for business that you have. And it's not something that I've heard before. And, um, I think that these are really important because you said it yourself with these four fundamentals, if you don't focus on these or if you don't understand these or if you don't really practice this let's say that way to make it a little bit more tangible if you don't practice these four fundamentals then you're going to find starting a business 
quite difficult, which starting a business is difficult in itself, even if you do have these four fundamentals. So yeah, like get into that a little bit. And, and where did the, these mindsets even come from? Mm. And you know what? It's business and it's life because yeah. they're going to go hand in hand. And these these four fundamentals, even if we backtrack a bit. So one thing that has shocked me is the personal growth industry. It's a $44 billion industry right now. Wow. In 2030, it's set to be something like 67, 70 billion. And the thing, you know, so for me to give you a bit of background, I've invested well over $200,000 in my own coaching, in seminars, in, you know, I used to, I used to lay awake at night in bed going, fuck, I know there is more. There's this potential. And, and you know, if you're listening in, I, I've got a feeling you have these feelings too. You know, it's like you have this unlocked potential, which when it's locked up, it's so damn painful because you know it's there, but you're not accessing it. And you're laying in bed and you're going, how do some people just seem to have an abundance of time and money? Like they just have both of them. And then some people have like a lot of one and they're starved in the other. And then some people can't even scratch two of them together, like at all. Like, what is that? And then we've got this world where clearly people need these answers, 44 billion. But then I ask myself, because I work with women every day, I worked around business coaching. I seen businesses fail. I seen the failure rate. And I said, so if that's happening, people are missing the point and missing the piece because they need it. But what are we not getting? What what are we not getting? Are we a lot of women? Maybe this is you. You overconsume. You're listening to these podcasts. You're scrolling social media. You're doing the next course. You're going to the next seminar. That's cool, right? And you know, ideas, the feelings that you have. That's your potential. But your execution gets you paid. And a lot of a lot of women are missing that piece. And I truly believe that. Um, I just believe in women's abilities and their and their resources. Like I know that they can be successful way beyond where they are right now. I just know that, but there's certain pieces that they're missing. So with me investing over $200,000, with me finding a mentor the last five, six years who she earns multi seven figures, right? So she's one of my best friends and a mentor as well. But between us, we've got over 30 years experience. So we're like, what is it that women are missing? Why is there $44 billion going into this, but people are still struggling with time and money? what's the point then and it comes down That's to such a good evaluation it's like okay so this is one of the leading industries in the world right now yet nothing is coming out of it yeah why why are more of you know and something I've always said is the masses don't earn the money so you don't necessarily want to be in the masses. You want to think different. You want to take not the predictable path when you know one thing that Jen my mentor says is when they zig you zag right? And this is happening. This is what people are getting taught, but they're not doing it. So there's missing links. So four fundamentals that I really believe if you don't get this ladies, you just, you're going to struggle. Um, so let, let's just dive into them as well. Cause I'd love to get your view and your experience on them as well. So the first one is the S word, which is sales. So like women, for some reason, when we talk about this, I don't know, do you, do you freeze up, ladies? Like women get weird whenever money is now attached to something. So many women have these gifts and they have this stuff that they can put out into the world. And then as soon as they've got to talk money or ask for money, it's like they freeze up. So there's stuff around sales. And if you don't understand the power of sales or you don't change your lens on sales, 
then you better get okay with struggling and dealing with problems because ultimately sales is about solving problems in the world. So if you don't want to do sales, then you better deal with problems. Mm. And the thing is, and I get it because like, I mean, I've seen real crap sales. You've probably experienced it too. Like, and it's usually people being taught, taught really old ways or um, maybe just don't know how to go about it. But, you know, I know for the women listening, if you want to earn more money for whatever reason, right? And that's something you've got to find out what your reason is and know your magic number. But to create more income, there's not actually that many ways, right? You need to learn how to sell something or own something. Every option in the world is going to come under that. Sell something or own something. So most people are trading their time, which means they're selling their time. But that's limited, right? We've got 24 hours and we've got to eat, sleep, poop, create, you know, do all the other stuff in that time. So you only have so much that you can do, which means you need to learn to sell something else. And to me, and maybe the same as you, Victoria, I just think business is the best and fastest way for women. One, it's uncapped for you. It gives you that flexibility. It gives you freedom of creativity. Yeah, it's hard, but that's the beautiful part. It's like this vehicle of personal growth. Like you see yourself because business literally highlights all of your vulnerabilities because it won't take it. You're going to have to step into them. But what does every business in the world need? It needs sales. If there's no sales, there is no business. It's simple. So when I started in sales and I fell into sales, ladies, because I remember I didn't go to university. I didn't have my thing. So when everyone else was developing this skill and this knowledge, I thought that I was kind of failing. I really felt unworthy for a little while because I'm like, I don't have a thing. I'm not a hairdresser. I'm not an architect. I'm not a lawyer. Like there's nothing I've done. What the hell will I build a business around? And so I was stuck in that for a long time and I fell into sales-based roles. And I was also a very shy very um, introverted. I still am. I'm pref- I prefer to, you know, I need my space to recharge by myself. Uh, so I didn't even like talking to people. So Victoria, when I fell into these roles and they said, I have to talk to people and I have to do sales. I was like, are you kidding me? This is my worst nightmare. But they taught me things, right? I found mentors. They taught me frameworks. They developed my character, all these things that I help women do now. And one thing that I learned And this might change everything for you, ladies, but sales is one of the highest paid skills in the world, the highest paid job in the world. So would it not be smart to learn it? Would it not be smart to go, I've got a funny feeling around sales, like I'm not confident, doesn't feel good, I feel awkward, I feel pushy. Cool, got it, let's flip it. What do we need to learn? How do we need to change your perspective? What don't you know that I know, right? Because I've sold millions and I was that girl that couldn't even talk to people, Mm. right? So I get where it comes from because there's been manipulative, kind of pushy, awkward stuff, but there's a beautiful way to, to do sales and it comes from service and it comes from, you know, really effectively and confidently being able to communicate the problems that you solve and when you come from that space of serve before you sell and look for the problems, look for the problems, look for the problems. How do I help them move from where they are to where they want to be with whatever it is you have? You might have a product, you might have a service. You might be like, I don't have anything right now. Neither did I. 
but sales is going to be a big part of you increasing your income. In fact, it's the only way that you can because you have to sell something. So it's either going to be your time or something else. And if you want to step into business, again, you either learn to sell something someone else has created or you create your own thing. There's two options. And when we start breaking this stuff down, you just get clarity, like the overwhelm goes. It's like, okay, there are the options. That is a pathway. Now I must commit to it and learn it. Yeah. So sales is sales is one of the fundamentals because I don't care how good your product is. I don't care how great your coaching might be or what you think you have or your business. If you can't get it across, if you can't like effectively and purposefully share that and communicate it, then you're not going to have a business. Yeah. You know, I, I think that first things first is that you hit the nail on the head off the bat mentioning solving problems. And so many people are problem finders rather than solution finders. And one thing that I always say is um, I can't talk to people or work with people who find a problem for every solution. Listen to that again, you guys. I cannot work with people who find a problem for every solution, meaning they give excuses, they take excuses. Everything has a problem. There's never a solution. Like if that is you, if you are someone who is excuse ridden or, you know, problem finding, then you're not going to resonate with anything that we're talking about because you're going to say, no, that's not true. Nothing ever works. No, sales isn't good. Sales is this. Yeah, because the problem is that you keep finding more problems. Um, and salespeople to um, to re, uh, what, what did you say? You wanted to like rephrase it or something like that. You said you wanted to re reprogram their minds around sales, whatever it is. Let me do that for you. Salespeople are just professional problem problem solvers. Um, salespeople are just professional solution finders, problem solvers, solution finders, however you want to, however you want to call it. That's what they do. Um, and you're not a salesperson just because you sell something. You're not a salesperson until you actually can effectively, like you said, like impact people, solve their problems because tons of people are selling things, but they never actually make a dollar because they can't actually sell it because they don't actually know how to help people or to serve people. And mm -hmm. sales, again, is just another to, to, you know, rephrase or to reprogram everyone's thoughts around it. Again, sales is about serving people. You don't just sell skincare, you sell a solution to acne or you sell an anti-aging solution. You don't just sell hair products. You're selling a hair transformation. You're selling results. You're not just selling a, you know, a protein shake. You're selling a, a lifestyle, a healthier lifestyle, you know, like, so it's whatever the product is. If you're just selling the product, you're still not really like a, a, a true salesperson. You're just trying to sell a product, but a salesperson is really going to have a driven purpose behind like why they're getting out there, why they're in the trenches, why they're willing to embarrass themselves or why they're willing to fail or why they're willing to make a fool out of themselves because they wholeheartedly believe in the results that they can provide. Because that's what, that's what it really comes down to. If you have an amazing product, I've sold products my whole career. If I have an amazing product, 
why I no, I'm not going to freeze up or get embarrassed telling you about it. I'm going to start telling you this product completely changed the game for me. Or let me show you photos of my friend who used this product. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be so excited to get this product in your hands or to tell you about it because of the fact that it's, I believe that what I have to offer is a transformational product or, you know, an important product, not just a product. Um, and I think sales in general that scares scares people away makes me laugh because they're consuming shit all day online. So you are, you know, like almost in a sense falling victim to all of these salespeople that you say, oh, no, I don't like sales. Well, clearly you see the impact that they have because you're shopping with them. You're shopping with the Kardashians. The Kardashians have 5 billion fucking brands on the planet and you buy every single product that they have or these influencers that you follow, whether they be fashion or beauty or fitness or health or cooking, they tell you that they have the best food or the best recipe. Okay. The next thing you know, you're out there making it or you know, this influencer bought this outfit that made her, you know, look really nice. Okay. The next thing you know, you bought this outfit. So influencers are salespeople in itself and no one's ready for that conversation. They'll say, Oh, I don't, I'm not a salesperson. I just really want to be an influencer. I don't want to sell something. I just really want to like have like a following. I really want to be like a, a do a brand deals and stuff like that. Well, Guess how you get hired for brand deals based on your ability to sell their brand. So a brand isn't going to work with you only because you're a pretty face or because you have a high following. You could have a high following that can't convert into sales because you don't know how to sell. So for me, like I never had the highest following. I mean, I have a decent following, but I never had the highest following. And I also certainly never had the highest engagement either, um, which on the surface sucks. But I've built successful businesses and I have successful projects and platforms because of my ability to get my purpose out there and to provide solutions to people's problems and to, you know, really see that the value in what I do and the value in what I offer. And so I'm not afraid to get out there and share it. Um, and so, yeah, even if my engagement is low or if my following, you know, I average around like 150 to 160,000 followers, which is sure a lot to some people, but you know, there's people with a million followers out there. And yet I'll still make more money than those people or I'll have more results than those people because of my personal, Victoria Alario's personal ability to sell compared to just the average influencer who's, who, who doesn't you know have that same ability. Um, and yeah, there's been times that I'll do a brand deal and they don't renew a contract with me because maybe if I did a one-time deal, which is quite often in influencer marketing is that they just pay you to do one post or one story. I, I, I want to tell them this isn't going to translate into sales for you. you, you if you think I'm going to do one post or one story and you're going to make $10,000, you're, you're very wrong because it's not about what you did once. It's about the consistency of showcasing the results of this product or, or the results of this service um, over a span of months and over a span of several uses. So sure, I could go ahead and use your, your 
product, whatever, I don't know, your skincare. And if I get on my story one time in my life and say, oh, this is the best product ever, no one has seen me use this for weeks. No one has seen me use this for months. No one can vouch for the fact that I live, eat, sleep, breathe, and swear by this product. So no, it's not that one-time deal isn't going to you know land you a whole entire new clientele. Um, so, you know, that's what happens in, in the influencer world when people say, oh, I don't want to be a salesperson. I want to be an influencer. Well, if you want to be a successful influencer, then you not, you need to be a good salesperson because a brand will not renew with you and a brand will, will exile you and put you on the out list if you can't generate sales for them. So I don't know why people have this misconception that influencing is just rainbows and butterflies of just getting free gifts and getting paid to just show your face. It's not. It's getting paid to be a salesperson for their brand so that they don't have to get out there and do it themselves. And yeah, if you want to continue to get brand deals, if you want a brand to keep working with you, then you're going to have to generate sales for them. So realistically, for those listening who do influencer stuff, try try negotiating your pitch and saying, I don't do one-time deals. I only do three months, six months, or nine-month contracts because that's when my followers actually purchase. Um, and the only way I've ever, ever, ever sold anything or whether it be a product or a service was by having results from my own clients or even from myself over a span of weeks, months, or years. Um, and so, yeah, so I know that that's a whole spiel, but you know, it, it like, drives me crazy when people are like have this whole connotation, negative connotation about sales, because I'm like, well, you're either selling or being sold to like, it's one or the other. And quite frankly, you're sitting around being sold to all day long. So, um, I guess, and you know what, as well, just ask yourself, is it really your belief? Like, is it, or have you, have you adopted someone else's experience and belief around it? Right. Because, one thing that you can do is this week, if you're fully against sales, go try and live without it. That means zero transactions, zero. Everything is that. So there's sales, but then there's how you do sales. And that's what you're responsible for. And we get to choose that and we get to learn that. And, you know, go find, even this week, go find someone, maybe it's Victoria, go find someone who you just love. You love, like when you listen to them, they do solve your problems. They understand where you're at. They give you solutions. They give you steps, but it feels good, right? Like you feel heard, you feel listened to, you feel supported. That's an example of it being done in a really great way. So sometimes we just need to find proof of not the problem as you talk about not why it's so bad but why it's so great Mm -hmm. so go find that this week because I'm telling you if you want to increase your income if you want to earn more money you need to own something or sell something and as long as you continue to sell your time you can't have time flexibility you can't have time freedom so if that's your goal then you need to learn to sell something other than your time yeah All right. Number two, walk us through the next fundamental. Let's go through understanding the dips and the value of the dips, which guys, this is rejection. This is the hitting the walls. This is the, am I up for this? Am I made for this moments that are going to come? Right. But again, it's, if you say you really want what you want, then 
skipping out or changing directions or pulling back every time a wall comes, that's not acting like you want what you want because it's going to come. So in business or wherever you're at, whether you're starting business, whether you've been in it for a little while, there's bull run sides of business, right? It's like the bull run market. It's like we're on. This is it. I've got the momentum. But that only exists without the bear run. And so often women are like, I don't want to participate in that. They step out when it's in bear run season. But that is where the opportunity is. It is where it is every single time. It is where, and maybe it's saying it's not failure, it's feedback. And you know what? Sometimes it is fucking failure because you didn't learn the thing. You still got to learn it. That's okay. You're not born being an expert at all of this stuff, but we're born with the ability to learn anything. So it's understanding that those times are going to come. And and what I help women do is let's get you running and jumping, running and jumping every single time, right? Because you can't have the bull run without the bear. You can't have the insane ups without the resilience to handle the downs. And so it's just a flip of perspective. It's just going, you know, when obstacles come, ask yourself, what is this telling me? What's the feedback I'm getting right now? What foot is it telling me to step forward with? Because I see it too often is we skip out as soon as the obstacle comes, but the answer's in the obstacle. The feedback is right there for you. So again, a lot of these things, like understanding the dips and the value of them, it's it's a switch of perspective. And it's also a commitment to resilience. I always, um, I had someone, I don't know who it was, somewhere in the coaching world, um, but it always stuck with me. They said, build yourself to be a person who can handle a 10 out of 10 problem. Mm. Because if you can only handle a two out of 10 problem, you're not going to get far. You can only handle two out of 10 solutions. You can only have two out of 10 opportunities. You can only have really reach a two out of 10 vision. So every time you feel it, and I've been there, every time you're down, every time you're going, oh my God, I've hit another wall or this isn't working. I want you to consider it feedback for yourself. I want you to consider that this is where you build your resilience. And this is where you become a person who's 10 out of 10 to handle the problems of 10 out of 10, to to reach the vision of 10 out of 10. That's what it is for us. Don't shy away from it. You know, every time we do, every time we change directions and stop and skip out and use the excuse, we're not really acting like we are, you know, we want what we say. And also, how many times did you even fail at something before you gave up? Because quite frankly, I fail at shit all the time and I literally continue working on it over and over and over and over and over. And one of my favorite sayings is that winners are failures that just kept failing Mm. and failures are failures. Failures are people who failed and quit because you only fail when you quit. Like I, I would never consider myself to be a failure. I consider myself to be a huge success and I consider myself to be a huge winner. However, I fail constantly. The difference between me and somebody who would consider themselves to be like, Oh, I failed at that is that they quit when they failed. I kept going because I was willing to persevere. I wasn't fixated on instant gratification. I was here for the long haul. I was here for the sustainable results. I was here for, you know, what I knew I was capable of. However, I'm like, okay, clearly I got to make some changes, you know, like 
we don't get things perfect day one. So for you to quit after failing on day one means that you're basically saying, I did the best I could ever do. I did this perfect. There is no better way. There's no other way around this. There's no other solution. I did this at a 100% perfect satisfactory rate. And I failed, which means that it's not for me. And the Mm -hmm. truth is, is that you probably performed it at a 5%, like, you know, uh, uh, whatever satisfaction rate, whatever the word is I'm looking for. Like you probably didn't even scratch the surface on what could be done. And you usually don't really scratch the surface on the first time that you attack something. The first time that you do something, you're going to have to keep going. So, you know, this whole thing of instant gratification or getting rejected, you know, and they just give up. It's, it's lazy. It's honestly lazy. Like, you know, I, and sometimes when I say things like that, oh, you know, don't be lazy or whatever, people are like, oh, well, you wouldn't understand because, you know, you don't have kids or you don't have my life that I have. I get it that like I live a different life than you. However, there's always, always, always a solution to your personal problem, even if it's not my personal problem, because my personal problems you don't have, like we have different problems. So Mm -hmm. the problems that I have are problems that you don't go through. So if that'd be me saying to you, oh, you, you don't get it because you don't have X, Y, and Z. And like, I would just feel stupid even saying that because Mm -hmm. in my head, I'm like, oh no, but they have a life of their own. So people think that no one has a life of their own. People think that they're the busiest people that they have the most going on. And, you know, it's like, it's almost like then if you're going to use like the kids as the excuse, then how is there any successful moms out there? Like, how do they, how do they exist? They're not unicorns. If, if being a mom meant that business isn't for you, then we would have zero mother entrepreneurs or business owners or whatever. So, you know, there's just always people who will have solutions for those same problems that you're making excuses around right now. And, you know, even if I can't relate, I have, I have issues of my own. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's someone else can though, as yeah. you said, yeah. and, there's, and there's always, that's part of it, right? Cause you've made a really good point of um, sometimes the data doesn't actually back up what you're saying, right? It doesn't, you've literally made it up and you're choosing to believe it, but whatever you're choosing to believe, it's either serving you or it's not. So if someone comes to me and says, oh, I'm just not good at that. And I say, how long have you been doing it? Or how many calls have you made? Or how many posts have you done? Or how many, and they say, oh, two. Not enough, right? Like the data is not there to actually say that you're not good good at that or that's not for you or it's for others and not you. So really take a look at that. But as you said, Victoria, like we can find proof for whatever we look for. Most of the time, though, it just serves us to stay in victimhood and look for the proof of this is why I feel like this. Or the, and you know maybe this makes some people upset, but that's okay. If you're getting upset, it's probably triggering a point that it's like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to have a look at this mm-hmm. because there's proof of everything, right? So what do you want to go find the proof of? Do you want to go find the proof that there's millionaires being created every single day right now? So why not you? Or do you want to go find the proof of, yeah, like, look at all these women struggling and, you know, we're capped with income and we're capped with this. You will find proof on whatever you focus on 
every single time. Your brain actually does that. It's called reticular activating system. Whatever you put in, whatever you input, it is going to go to work to find that for you. I love this. Wait, I want to put out a little like challenge type of thing, a little activity, if you will, for you guys listening to this. This week, starting today, starting from listening to this right now, I want you to any negative thought that you have, any negative thought that comes to your mind, whether it be personal or professional, whether it be in life or in business, any negative thought that you have or limiting belief that you have, anything that you tell yourself that you can't do or that you can't have, anything that limits you to making you smaller than you are or limits you to you know, not unlocking your potential. I want you to actively this week, whether it be through Google searching or looking for you know, people on social media or um, networking in person and just asking questions to people in person, I want you to actively find proof that combats your negative thought or that your, your limiting belief. So if you tell yourself this week, I'm just going to randomly use my example that I just said, but how I said, you know, people say the the kid thing. So if you, if your limiting belief this week is that you can't do start a business because you're a mom. And I'm just, again, giving an example. I'm not saying that that's true. That's just what I was just saying. I want you to get on Google and start looking like most successful, you know, mom entrepreneurs or business owners or highest paid moms in the world right now or whatever it is like, and then find the proof that combats your limiting belief and your negative belief. And even if you're not going to take it on Google, and even if you want to say, no, I'm going to get out there in the real world and do this, then go up to people and ask them questions. So again, if your limiting belief is like, well, I'm in college, so I can't travel or whatever, like anything, whatever your thing is, I'm in college, so I can't do this. Then go up to people who either are currently in college and ask them questions or go up to people who have graduated college and have gone through that, like myself, and ask them questions that combat your limiting beliefs. I want everyone to actively do that this week. And again, I, I gave a little bit more of professional business wise examples, but it could be personal examples. It could be, I'm never going to find love because, you know, I have this problem in my life. Okay. So go find somebody else who will say, oh yeah, please. I did the same thing. And my, my man was obsessed with me. You know, like you just never know what people's limiting beliefs are or negative thoughts are. So whatever it is, spend your whole week this week, searching for the proof that combats your thoughts and watch yourself get proven wrong over and over and over and over again. And I think that that's just when you said that about the proof, I just think that that like, I'm like, okay, wait, before I lose the strain of thought, I need to get that out there. It's so true though. I'd love to hear as you go do this, ladies, like, you know, keep there. your word, go do this. And I, I just love to hear what you find and, and how you, you, you do, you prove yourself wrong. Let the ego go. You're going to be humbled very quickly. Mm -hmm. You're going to be like, holy shit. I can't, Mm -hmm. like, I never even, you know, thought about it like that. Um, Okay. And we have two more. So the third one, explain to us. Well, let's talk about the money, ladies. Money, money, money. It is, um, it's part of everything because it's the thing that we have chosen. It's the currency we've chosen to exchange for everything, for 
the products that we want to buy, for the roof over our head, for the fuel and nutrition that we feed our body, for the gym, for the entertainment, for the memories, for the lifestyle, for the vacation, for everything. It's this currency that we've chosen. And so when people say certain things like money doesn't matter, I'm like, really? (laughs) To who? (laughs) So what, the electricity in your house? Don't care about that one? The hot water? Not fast? Having a roof over your head? Don't care? You know, money doesn't make you happy. Mm, Again, are you sure you're just not stuck in a story because you're not making more? Mm. You haven't worked it out yet. How, How are those? And this is the first thing with money is our beliefs, is that we actually have to strip it back so far and work out what are, not our conscious, what are our subconscious beliefs because they are the driving force. It doesn't matter what you say, it's what beh- what's behind them, right? It will trump anything that you say. It will eventually come out into your reality. And um, this is something I, I love as women going to work on this and finding it out because we often shock ourselves. And, you know, one of my, uh, I guess, disempowering money beliefs, what I have carried for a long, long time and I've had to work on it. And sometimes it still shows up. I've really had to work on it is that um, if it's not hard work, then I'm not worthy. So for me, for a long time, it was like the thing has to be hard. I have to go. There has to be painful for me. I have to put in a lot of hours. I have to show up. I have to do this, this and this, because like, if it's not hard, I can't be worthy of money. That's, that's a money belief that would get in my way. You know, other common ones, and, and we go through 28 of them when we coach women because there'll be one. If you close your eyes and you listen, you'll work out which one yours is. And even if you have one, it will block you. It absolutely will. But other common ones are, you know, rich people are greedy, greedy assholes, those rich people. It could be, you know, but if I have more, someone else has less, right? Or maybe, you know, more money, more problems. Money doesn't buy money happiness. Money is the root of all evil. That makes money that, is the root of all that evil. That saying right? makes my skin burn, I swear. It is crazy. So there's all this stuff, but you may not even know what's going on subconsciously. So that's the first thing is understanding what are your actual money beliefs that are driving and they're dictating out into your reality. And you're wondering why you're stuck. You're wondering why. And this is the thing. If your income is always being capped, it always goes down to a certain level. You can't bust through. I guarantee there's a belief there. It will always level out. So that's why that's the first thing that we have to do. And we have to talk about money, but also as women, you need to know why it matters to you. It can't be because myself or Victoria say it matters. Mm. Can't be because we say, no, it matters for this reason and that reason. Because, you know, if you have more, like you can, what do you want to contribute? Who do you want to give to? What about your time? If you have this, you know, cash engine outside of you and someone needs you, you, you can give them your time. These might be some of my reasons, like experiences, like enriched experiences. What do you want to do? How do you want to eat? How do you want to live? How do you want to experience? What memories do you want to create? You need to know why it's important for you. And I think in our world today, we're so overstimulated. We're so caught up in everyone else's life that we're forgetting our own life really fucking needs our attention. Yeah. It really does. So if you're stuck in the sense of um, exchanging money, asking for money, if you're always capped at a certain level, I guarantee there's work there. There's work we've got to dive into there. And it's such a big piece of the puzzle. I think money is, so money is something I love to talk about personally. Um, I have podcast episodes about it. I make TikToks about, I just, I love talking about money because 
I do have a goal of reframing people's mind around money because people do have very, very negative thoughts around money, dangerous negative thoughts around money that will have them stuck for the rest of their lives. And, you know, it's sad because people are so defensive over money that they will say things like money doesn't matter. And like you said, like, okay, so then take the clothes off your back. Okay. So then be homeless. Okay. So then starve, you know, like if money doesn't matter. So when you think about it, it's like everything requires money. Money absolutely does matter. It is okay to admit that you might be struggling with it or you don't have enough of it to your own standards of what is enough money. And that is why you're triggered by it. But it's not to say then, oh, people who love money are greedy or whatever. No, good people do good things with money. Bad people do bad things with money. And guess what? Bad people do bad things without money too. So yeah, if you give a bad person money, they're going to do bad things. And if you make a bad person broke, they're still going to do bad things. So what difference does it make if a good person, a deserving person has a lot of money? Now they're greedy or they're bad just because they have money? No, instead it should be good. Good people are doing good things with money, whether that be helping others or donating, doing charity, or even just simply using their money to provide a product that people, you know, love or that people need. Like it doesn't matter because all that matters is that it's for the greater good of of people. They're not hurting anybody with their money. And when people say, you know, money is the root of all evil, I'm like, absolutely, absolutely not according to who, you know, according to the one bad politician that you saw or the one bad business owner that you saw, like that's not necessarily the norm. And that's not necessarily a a byproduct of money. It's a byproduct of them as people. It's a byproduct of their character. And yes, shitty things happen when you give people with bad character a lot of money. Hmm. So, you know, it's not a money problem. It's a personal problem. It's a character problem. Totally. And you know what, even speaking to that, like I always say, you know, women with the generosity gene and a stack of cash, like we're going to do the great things. We're going to make the world a better place. We make the world a better place. We do all the sweet stuff in the world. And at the moment, and, you know, I'm hanging around these people who are just what they do, the the money that they talk about, the level that they're at, the business deals that they do. I don't even know how I'm around this space, but it's at a level outside even what I can comprehend, right? Like it's beyond. And they're some of the most generous people I've ever met, truly. Like generosity is just in them. It's just their superpower. It's just they understand um, reciprocity. They understand to be able to give with zero attachment because, you know, the universe, God, whatever you believe in, it handles those details. Got your back. And you're not, meant to, you're not meant to know when you give, when you contribute, when you help, when you give the hand up, which is so important. You don't know when it's coming back or how it's coming back. You're not meant to because as soon as you try and fixate on that stuff, you're giving for your own reason. But it's, you know, even speaking about us as women right now, if you're listening into this, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, I don't know how old you are, but I imagine, you know, social media is something that wasn't around a couple of generations ago. Mm-hmm. So even us as women, we need to stop copying ourselves out. You know, gender pay gap, we're capped here, we're capped there. We have never 
been in a better position. We have never made more money in our lives than we do now. More money. We can learn anything. We can log on. We can literally set up a payment link and get paid. Like last week, I generated $8,000 like that. Set up a payment link, did my calls, went through my process. Like it is so accessible. But not only that, we can marry, we can not marry. We can own a business and have kids. We can vote. We can educate ourselves. We can do anything. So we Women need to- Women are doing do... pretty well. Women are doing- Yeah, we are well. doing so well. And so there's just stuff that- you know, we, we we say in Women, Wine and Wealth, you're on the 80 metre line of the 100 metre race because the generations before you got you here. Do not waste this. You just need to work out what the pieces are that you're missing. You have abilities. I promise you, every time I speak with a woman, I'm like, oh, my God, you have these unique skills and, and this life that you've lived that you only need to be one or two steps ahead of the person you can help. You don't have to be the expert. You don't have to be the Mel Robbins yet. You don't have to be the Tony Robbins, Right. You're one or two steps ahead. There is stuff that you can do that will help other people that can create more income for you. And then with that income, you get to live more of the life that you want to live. You get to give to people that you want to give to. You get to have time and presence for those that are important. But if you kept, like, if we keep in this spiral of it's never enough, money doesn't matter, you know, um, if I'm not financially independent, you're financially dependent, that kind of sucks. And you don't want to be in that position because I know as a woman, there's going to be something that hits in your life, whether it's a marriage breakdown, whether it's a job loss, whether it's something like life has this way of hitting us to teach us. And every woman deserves to be in a position where she can breathe financially, where she can make decisions from a calm space because you've learned some things that have got you in a position where you can. You deserve that and you're so capable of it. You're so resourceful. I know. I know so many women are. Yeah, it's so true. We could talk about this all day. I could Mm. literally talk about money and this mindset around it and just women in business and whatnot legitimately all day long. (laughs) It's like, what's your hobby? Just talking. (laughs) Um, Okay. And the last, so four out of four now, let's get into this one. Oh, well, this is the, this is like, I tried to skip this one. I'll be honest. I was like, can I just skip this? Because this is the, this is the inner work stuff. This is the, it's actually hard. Yeah. It's the self, it's the you, it's the being. And you know what? We need both, right? You need the being and the doing. You can't, uh, you can't, you can run with one for a little bit, but eventually it'll get stopped in its tracks. Like if you're doing a lot of action, execute, 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 you might be great at stuff like that. But if you don't work on who you are, whatever energy is behind that action, eventually it it stops it in its tracks. And it's the same thing, right? You can't just sit there and be like, "Mm, money, 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 manifesting, like, you know, doing all the inner work and then hoping other people execute things around you. No, like we need both of those. But it's just for, for you if you're listening in, I wanted to skip this part because I'm a super logical person. I'm like, let me, let's talk about money. Let's talk about the details. Let's talk about the strategy, the actions, the data. Like that is me. I create and I execute. And when, when I'd hear this stuff about doing the inner work and understanding who you really are and your values, I'm like, fluff, fluff, fluff. Don't need it. Then life does its thing and it 
teaches you what you need. And I'm like, okay, I can't skip it. You can't skip this part. Um, And so the thing that I would say here is probably the sign that you need to work on this is if you feel like you are continually influenced by other people's opinions and their wants and their desires, you are not strong in who you are. And that's okay. I wasn't either. That's okay. That's just a bit of a, okay, red flag. I've got to do work on this and it's so worth it. Because only when you know who you are can you actually decide what you want because otherwise most of the time what you want is what society says is great and good and successful. So we have to, you get how we've got to peel back the layers and this is actually the first piece. Otherwise you're creating things that maybe aren't even you. They're not really what you want, what you desire or the truth of who you are. But when you get strong in who you are, not only that, you know those people, you said it at the start, Victoria, there's just people that have got this aura. It's like they might not be the smartest, they might not be the prettiest, they might not be, you know, have the, all the degrees in the paper, but there's something about them and they know who they are. And when they walk in a room, they're so okay with that. And when, you know, when you really value this in yourself and you do the work, which means, I said it before, we're overstimulated right now, social media, notifications. I said this to you even on, on our last call, like when I interviewed, oh. when you interviewed me on, on this bill, I said, sometimes I just don't like to listen to or read this, the personal development books. It's like too much information. Like there's so much out there. Like, of course I absorb it, but like I'm absorbing it all day through social media. So like on my free time, like I might not want to go open a a how-to book. Like I'd rather open a romance novel because I'm like, let me just fucking chill out for a second. Um, Unplug, unplug. You're going to have to. And most people have a problem being quiet with themselves. This is why it's hard work because when you start asking the questions, which is certain questions you need to be asking yourself and really understanding what you value and who you are and all of that stuff, it's not easy. Because it's silence, it's you with you, and you've got all the voices. You've got your inner voice, you've got the outer voice of the people like around you. You're thinking of what do your friends think of you and what are your family and what do they want? So you've got all of this stuff that you're trying to work with, but you need to do that work because I always ask myself, the life I'm asking for, what, what does she have to do? right? Me, my future self. Am I willing to do the things that will give me the life that I'm asking for? And this is part of that work. Even like, you know, the people that I'm meeting at the moment, the way they do business, you wouldn't even, you won't find them on social media. Yeah, You won't hear their name. They're just flying in their private jets, doing their, their deals, doing like insane things. And it's opened my eyes up to go, Oh, wow, you can really do things really differently. But I, I look at who they are and I'm like, wow, they are just not influenced by the world and things going on. They're in their lane. They know so solidly who they are, what they value so and what their skills are. They're so secure. And this stuff, it does take work. But to even get around people like that, to attract the people, the places, the opportunities, you need to be that person. You need to be the bee, Right. Not just be, and that's your sign. If you're feeling like you're just like floating between everyone else's wants, needs, opinions, like if I could literally blow and you're over, we got to strip it back and you got to do the work to find out who you are as a woman because yeah. then the other stuff's easier. 
The other stuff comes with so much more ease because you are so internally confident that external validation, you leave it in the dust. Mm -hmm. You know, even one thing that I, that I've said to my, my clients, my confidence coaching clients, um, I'm like, I'm so deeply rooted in my confidence that it has nothing to do with my appearance and at all. And I could, and I'm friends with the most beautiful girls in the world. And I could go out with the most beautiful girls in the world. And it could make me insecure going out with someone and, and them being just absolutely breathtaking. And it's funny because I'll be around, you know, some of the most beautiful women, like I said, and they're super insecure because mm-hmm. their confidence comes from the surface. So if they're having a bad hair day, all of a sudden they feel insecure. Or if they're, if they have a pimple, they're insecure. Or, you know, if they don't like their outfit, they're insecure. And I could be over there with the frizzy hair or with the pimple with whatever's going on. And I'm like, I'm the hottest bitch in the world, in the room. (laughs) And because it has nothing to do with my appearance. I'm just confident, so deeply rooted in my gut that I don't even know what actually makes me confident. I just am. I can't tell you what makes me confident. I just am. When you're just so deeply rooted in, in the self, you just, you live for you. And you know, that that's really that. And you really can't figure out what it is that makes you um, confident because it's just, it is deeply rooted down there. And life becomes, it, it becomes easier. I promise you, if you yeah. listen, it just does like making choices. It's easier to make. Um, loving yourself is just norm. Like it's it's not a battle. It's, you know, external validation. It's not there. Like when you do this work, it just, I promise you, your life does become easier in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It's all true. Before we wrap this up, I want to just talk about one last thing to, that's kind of going back to those principles we talked about the location independence and the time flexibility and the income ability. But to me, to really wrap this up, what really drives it all home is about pursuing your purpose Mm. and really having enriched experiences in your life and living just a life that you're, you're happy to say that you have. I guess. um, So the guiding principles, and this was something that I learned maybe five, six years ago, and I just loved it. And it was a, it was a piece for me that was missing, right? It was something, but this is part of, it probably goes back to doing that work on yourself because these are mine. And, you know, I'll talk through my five ones that I have, um, but you need to work out what yours are, right? Yours might be very different to mine. You might love some of mine, take them. Awesome. Uh, but they act as an anchor and they act as that anchor to go, is that the right path? What's the right choice? It's easier to know what to say no to, what to say yes to. You know, is that contributing to that or is it taking away from it? So when you get clear on these things and you start building your life around that and these things that you get clear on are guiding principles that are important to you and how you want to live this life because it feels like it goes pretty quick. Um, so one of, my, one of mine is about location independence and I've wanted that since my early 20s. You know, remember I said I wanted to do six months in, it was New York at that time. New York was my thing. And and then six months in Australia, like it's super important to me to be able to earn money wherever I am, like money not be dictated on where I am in the world. So when I'm making decisions about my business or even what path I take in business, that comes in as a factor. 
right? It makes it super simple. It's like what to say yes to, what to say no to. Um, the other one that's important to me is time flexibility or time freedom. But sometimes people get mixed with that. Like there is work to be done. Freedom isn't free. So flexibility is super cool because to get to choose your hours, to not have to go into a nine to five was important to me. Not saying it's not great for someone else, but for me, that doesn't work, right? If I need to, if someone needs me, if I need to get on a plane or if I want to be somewhere, if I want to go somewhere, if we, you know, if Jen calls me up tomorrow and goes, hey, this winery is down the road, are we going to do a late lunch? I'm like, yeah, we're going to do a late lunch. Like, of course I am. So that time flexibility, it's one of my guiding principles. So again, based on what I'm doing, when when sometimes when like you're off track and you're overwhelmed, come back to these things. Um, Financial independence as a woman, super important. Not being dependent, knowing when life hits, when things come, that there's things that I have control of. Um, And even to that point, for me, it's also leverage. So it's not just, I, I don't do trading time for money solely. It's, you know, I, I learned a long time ago, Cash Flow Quadrant, which is if you haven't read the book by Robert Kiyosaki, please do so. That would be my tip. Get it in your hands this week and understand the cash flow quadrant. So based on what you want, the goals that you say, you'll work out if you need to be on the left side or the right side of income creation. For me, it was clear to be on the right side. And then you need to know the path to get there right? So there's being employed, there's being self-employed, there's business owner, there's investor. But for me, it's about how do you generate leveraged income? And there's many different ways, but you need to find your way. So that's my third one. My fourth is pursuing my passion and purpose, more so purpose, um, because the passion is what comes after it. So passion, look, a lot of people talk about like, you have to always be passionate and do your passion and blah, blah, blah. And your passion could be your paycheck. And I just don't believe that. I don't think that's true. Right now, I'm passionate about truffle cheese. It's the best bloody thing in the world. <laughs> I'm not going to go own a truffle cheese shop, right? Passionate about eating it, but I'm not going to create my income from it. However, that passion gives me purpose to do what I need to do so I can go to the winery any day and have that experience and live the passion. Yes, there are things, ladies, that you're going to have to do that aren't necessarily fun, that you don't love it but they build on the bigger purpose. So don't get that mixed up. Don't like, don't mix that up. Um, And then, as you said, you know, it's freedom and experience for me. That's what I really am building towards. And there's always new levels, right? Like I'm not at private jet level. So it's like, but what a cool experience to be able to, if I was going back to Australia, to be able to do it on a private jet, you know, even going out to restaurants or wherever it is, how do you want to experience it? When you're buying clothes, how do you want them to feel? Like, do you want to buy the clothes off the $10 rack or do you want to be able to buy those clothes that you put on and, oh, my God, they feel amazing and they fit in a whole different way and they just make you feel so good and so comfortable, right? So it can be little things to big things, but, you know, it's about enriched experiences and having the freedom to have those and working out what they are. So those things, those things guide me. Those are the things that I love and that I anchor back to. This was a really fun episode because this was very different. You know, this wasn't your typical interview of, of just question and answer. It was, this was more of like two women really coming together to provide value and you, especially, you know, your principles, and your fundamentals and your mindset is very, you know, different. And 
it's it's funny because I say it's different, but it's completely aligned with everything I've ever said. But I like the way that you structure things and I like the way that you're organized with things. You're the organized version of me. I'm the disorganized version of you. I say all the things that you say. I just don't put it in pretty formatted sentences like that. Um, so I love I love your methods. And I, I think, you know, obviously that you're a, a really inspiring person, which is why I was happy to have you on here. So thank you a lot for being here. Share with everybody where they can find you online. Yeah, this has been so fun. Thank you for having me on. These are just my favorite things to do. Honestly, I always say like, imagine we just have a group of women who earn like shitload of money, pour some wine, sit around a table and talk about cool things that we want to create and like things that you're we like, can go Imagine through. that. And then you fast forward and you're like, okay, and here we are. It's <laughs> so look, you can come follow us at women, wine and wealth. So it's women underscore wine underscore wealth. Um, my personal uh, Instagram will be on there as well, listed there, but it's Nicole underscore L underscore Robertson. Uh, so you can find us there and then you can tune into the Spill podcast as well, which hopefully you already have because Vix went out last week, which is brilliant. Uh, so you can tune in and listen to us there. And I run that with my best friend and business partner, Beck. So uh, yeah, we bring some fun. We bring some straight talk. Same as you, Vic. I think that's why we've connected. So yeah, follow along. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Thanks, ladies.